I'm Dr. Jamie Grant. I'm a bossy femme bottom, and this is Just Sex, Mapping Your Desire. This episode marks the final installation of our emergency podcast series, Sex in the Time of the Coronavirus. When I started the emergency series on March 24th, infections were escalating all over the U.S. And as I close out the series, infections are escalating all over the U.S. and over 100,000 people have died. The massive failure in our nation's leadership and the prioritization of capital over our lives has revealed the lie of the American myth to the greater world. This is not a country that cares about its people or respects the sacredness of life. And as young people of color lead the charge for justice in our streets, making breathtaking gains against the apparatus of white supremacy, the entire nation is reckoning with a genocidal and colonial history that deeply ingrained this devaluing of humans over capital. I offer today's episode into this space and want to suggest that the most radical thing we can do in this time is to truly value ourselves and each other. How we act during this health crisis that requires disconnection and also careful reconnection can usher in a new and better us. And I'm talking to my white listeners specifically now. We can be individuals who reject the social and material capital that white supremacy has provided us our whole lives and instead act to redistribute power resources, and ill-gotten material gains. How we distribute our love and care has always been political. And in this moment of acute illness and risk and escalating calls for racial justice, how we enact our love and sex is profoundly political. Which brings me back to our sexual liberation work. How are we going to reconnect during this period when some of us are at much greater risk for getting ill than others? How are we going to treasure and honor each other, to fight for each other's lives as we come out of lockdown? During the AIDS crisis, when the government constantly ignored, lied, and failed to support us as we fought for each other, we came up with many community-based interventions and rubrics to protect ourselves and each other. And I find myself in a very similar moment right now as a sex coach. A lot of my clients have been asking me, why can't I do without sex in person? Am I a sex addict? What is the deal with me and my insane libido? And my answers are many. But first and foremost, there's nothing wrong with the yearning for connection, period. We're humans, and we have a fundamental need for touch as a species. Desire is part of a healthy life. And if we've been having a lot of satisfying sex on the regular prior to COVID, or maybe not as much as we'd like, we feel a sense of deprivation that is mighty real. Secondly, crisis equals danger. When we are in crisis or feel endangered, this amps up our need to be together. Humans are pack animals. We need each other to survive. And that truth is never more crystal clear than during a crisis. Basically, our libidos are reading the room. Third, trauma responses. Many of us are trauma survivors, and lockdown is an imposition. 
a limit on our ability to move freely and to associate. Breaking out and having sex might feel like a very compelling resistance to a situation that echoes a traumatic past event, when in effect we are in the very dangerous here and now, and striking out and being wildly social, especially in enclosed spaces with people we do not know and may have no ability to distance from socially, puts us at risk for contracting the virus. Finally, I think, this is how we can sift out whether we are in a compulsive or addictive relationship with our desire, or whether we are just having a hella healthy libido during this time of constricted social connections. We know that we are in a healthy place when we are in a position to make choices, and those choices do not endanger us or the people we love. When we can make a decision around our sexuality, own that risk, and not destroy our well-being or the well-being of our household, we know we are in a healthy place. We can be honest with the people we're negotiating risk with, and all the people adjacent to are impacted by that risk. When we can't do that, we know we're in some kind of dangerous territory with ourselves, and with our health and our integrity. So let's do this. Here's my red, yellow, and green sex rubric for this coming out of lockdown moment. Red. All of these contexts are high risk of exposure. First, sex parties in enclosed spaces. The longer we are in an enclosed space together, the redder the territory. Sex with one or more people in spaces that includes kissing, breathing on each other's faces, coming without a mask, we might consider retiring the missionary position in our casual encounters, sadly, for the duration of this crisis. The ah, ah, ah of orgasm equals lots of droplets. Also in the red zone, sex that includes anal penetration and or play without gloves or condoms. Measuring levels of virus in fecal waste has become a major site of population level coronavirus detection. So take note, any kind of anal play means exposure to the virus. Barriers are a must. Another red zone, dance parties, especially inside, which entail lots of heavy breathing, loud talk over music, and the likelihood the party goers will go maskless or take them off. Also red, extended time in clubs and bars, and especially without a mask. Another high risk of exposure activity is sex with an unknown or new partner who has not been socially distancing, especially inside an enclosed space. Next level is my yellow level, and I've divided them between lemon yellow and yellow orange. So yellow orange is a little higher risk of exposure. In this category, sex with a new or casual partner whose social distancing practices are unknown to you, or you know they haven't been strict. I'd say this is yellow-orange if this kind of sex has little to no conversation, relatively fast, not facing each other, and is in an open space. I think also yellow-orange, backdoor and doggy style, is definitely the preferred position for the COVID era. I see a lot of sprawling groves up against the tree sex in our future, very 70s and 80s gay. Jerking off or 
digital finger fucking with random people that you know nothing about inside their apartments or homes. Again, is yellow orange, mostly uh, because of being inside. When having sex with strangers or people from whom you cannot get an honest history of social distancing, I think we should be thinking about ways to minimize COVID risk and maximize pleasure. So if I was hooking up with someone online, I might say ahead of time, don't even talk to me. I'll have all the lights off and I'll be in the kitchen. Just come in and do your business and leave. Again, it minimizes face-to-face. -face, it minimizes time. Lemon yellow, one step down from our yellow-orange category, slightly lower risk of exposure. Picking a COVID-era in-person sex buddy, someone who's been very strict about social distancing, perhaps locked down for weeks, whose narrative you highly trust, who you're hot for, and who agrees that you're the only person they're taking this level of risk with. That's very lemony yellow. Or opening up your relationship so that maybe perhaps you and a partner can pick one COVID era, strictly distancing sex buddy for whatever extended period you define together. Remember that adding people to your social or sexual pod means that they must be absolutely trustworthy around their narrative about their boundaries and other people they're exposed to. Otherwise, your risk bumps up to yellow, orange, or even red. Another lemon-yellow category, jerking off or finger stimulation, fucking with people whose social distancing history is strict. And you could do this in their apartment or homes as long as you have masks on, no kissing, not facing each other, and you're quick. Conversely, you could spend a little bit more time jerking off and having digital sex with random people if you are outside, in cruising areas, masks on, no kissing, not facing and quick. So inside higher risk, outside better. In the green department, and there are many things here that leave us with literally no risk of exposure or so little it's, it's marginal and we can still say green. Sex with a partner or partners with whom you've been locked down, cruising outside, in motion, in favorite spaces that make you feel hot, masks on. Gay men in particular have perfected the art of sex by hot passing eye contact. I think it's time to revive this sacred tradition. Phone sex, flirting shamelessly on the apps, telling someone you've been crushing on forever that you like them making the decision to be more vulnerable with someone you've been with for a while, maybe someone you've been living with or someone you've been connecting with virtually, Zoom sex, sex parties online, chat room sex, Skype sex, sext, send sexy pictures and videos back and forth, camming with strangers or friends, discovering new porn interests, reading sexy smutty work by your favorites to yourself or to others on the phone or in video conference. I love that one. I'm a big reader. Writing hot fantasies and sending them back and forth. Finding new sexy smutty art, podcasts, conversation in the communities that matter to you and sharing them. Ordering new toys and the old favorite, masturbation. Final thoughts around risk. The semen question. Now, the virus has been found in semen in tiny studies. This is inconclusive, but I, and I think we're largely in the dark about this still, but I personally would not be exchanging fluids with anyone whose lockdown history I don't know and whom I have not made a decision to bring into my pod of people who are actively minimizing their risk. 
In my opinion, this is yellow, yellow-orangey territory. And then moving to vaginal fluids, per usual, nobody's looking at this. <laughs> this is the life of women in research. Since kissing is a risk, kissing our vaginas is a risk. This seems much lower risk to me than kissing our mouths since breath and the two primary transmission routes are right there when we mouth kiss our eyes and our noses. In my opinion, going down on someone during Corona is lemon yellow. There you have it. Red, orange, yellow, lemon, yellow, green. That's a wrap. As you come out of lockdown, please come with great care. Be good to yourselves. Be honest with your partners. Make decisions that demonstrate our belief in the sacredness of each other's lives and health. I believe in you. And I'm looking forward to meeting up again in the fall for season three, when the revolution that is unfolding today will have taken hold in ways that we cannot yet imagine. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, it's time for that quick break in the pod where I thank my sponsors. You know, it's not easy to get sexual liberation work funded, and I can't thank these generous, visionary sponsors enough. The Freeman Foundation, centering Eros and sexual liberation in the LGBTQ movement for justice. The Wild Geese Foundation, working to defend human rights and grow food sovereignty. Elizabeth Scott, a longtime mapper and philanthropist based in Minneapolis, and finally, Grinder for Equality, leveraging the power of our social and sexual connections for LGBTQ human rights around the world. Thanks, everyone. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and give us a zillion stars. Send a link to your friends. Talk us up. If you'd like to respond to the show or stay connected, find us on social media under Just Sex Podcast and Desire Mapping. And if you have questions for me about your desire map or comments, you can email me at justsexpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. to do